Hello, 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 and welcome back to Second Cup. I am your idiot host, Tim Heller. My guest today is fellow voice actor and creative entrepreneur, Rochelle Simpson. Before becoming an amazing voice actor, Rochelle was a personal chef and ran her own business for 10 years, until one day it dawned on her that instead of using her characters to embarrass her children in public, she could use them to get paid. So now she does that instead. Rochelle is also one of the co-hosts on the Working Voice Actor Clubhouse. It's a live podcast you can find every single Friday on the Clubhouse app. It's time to top off your beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup with my friend Rochelle Simpson. Hello, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> how you doing? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing well. It's so lovely to meet you finally. I know, lovely to meet you as well. It's. I feel like I know you. <laughs> I know, I feel the same. It's It's our little uh, tete-a-tete on uh, LinkedIn that we have and, and it's it's great. It's a wonderful thing. I'm a huge fan of all of these incredible voice actors and other creatives I've met Yeah, it's, all it's exclusively online. I know. I feel like I'm like best friends with everyone. And I'm like, I, it's weird to think like I haven't met these people in person. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common thread on this podcast and in my life the past several years with uh, post shutdown here. Yeah. But uh, how, how are you this morning? How is uh, beautiful California uh, this fine Monday morning? It's lovely. We, we got rain this weekend. It was like like water that comes from the sky. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of alien in parts of Texas. We got some last night as well, which was a wonderful surprise. So Very cool. Yeah, I know. Everywhere else, they're like, they don't love it. But I, I just, yeah, we were like outside oh, yeah. and enjoying every little bit of it. So Good. Well, Rochelle, thank you so much for taking time to come on the show this morning. First thing I, I want to lead off with is that you, in the intake form, tried to start a fight with me. And... um I'd just like to hear your side of the story about why you think Thin Crust is superior to deep dish pizza. I know that I'm honestly probably in the minority here with mm. uh, with my beliefs on, on pizza. I mean, but I'd love for you to give your, your take. Yeah, it, it's like, I don't know if it's like a fight because I'm so obviously right. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, it's just like you, you got to have Chris. <laughs> like how can you just, then it's just bread. You know what I mean? Like, then what you want well, is, like, bread dipped in, like, a little marinara maybe with some cheese on it. But I want pizza. So, <laughs> when you make a proper deep dish pizza, you get a little bit of everything. You get, like, some really great, like, soggy parts with the crispy crust. You get all of it. And the right kind of pepperoni also makes the biggest world of difference. You got to get those crispy edges. Yeah, you just, as soon as you said soggy, I was like, all right so all in all seriousness I, I do appreciate you coming on and reaching out and, and making this happen i know you've got a lot going on in a busy schedule um for for my own sake and for everybody listening i'd love to get a quick intro on who you are what you do you've got a really cool background as well um and just take it away well, hello. Uh, I'm Rochelle Simpson. I'm a voice actor here in Southern California. And um, yeah, for 10 years, I was a, a chef. I was a personal chef and worked in the culinary industry. And then just before COVID, um, I was just trying to think of like, hey, you know what? I really want to try this thing that I've never done before. And uh, I have always wanted to do. And I 
like kind of grew up singing in choirs and then, um, you know, through like community college and uh, I don't know, just loved it. And I love singing in mm -hmm. character and I've got kids. So singing character and then just doing characters all the time for them was just something I always did. And I'm like, it would be cool to get paid for this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and then it just, I don't know, took off from there, just started taking classes and coaching and networking and all that good stuff, and here we are. That's awesome. And so with, um, with your previous experience uh, as a chef and running your own business there, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that business and how that has helped kind of inform you. What are some of those transferable skills that you've taken from that chapter of life into this one now? Oh, man. Um, you would think like it wouldn't be a ton, but really a ton. Um, just the idea of working closely with people, because when you're a personal chef, you have um, typically anyway, I, I would have a few clients that I would cook for on a weekly basis. And then I would do also, you know, just dinner parties here and there whenever they came up. <clears throat> and um, it, you just really learn how to like build relationships with your clients and that it it's so much about someone else. Like, it's not about me and my talent. In fact, so often I would always joke that, like, uh, I mean, my food was, it, sure, it was good. Like, I know how to do things. But it's so much more about the service and just what you, like, you're providing this whole experience for someone. And it's really mm -hmm. the same in voice acting. It's just about how you're serving someone else and serving this, like, bigger purpose. Like, you know, sometimes it was... A milestone birthday sometimes it was um an anniversary or whatever it was and it's it's about that it's not about me you know as a chef mm -hmm. and I feel like that's really the same when it comes to voice acting you know it's just so much more about everything else um not really about what I can do and me like showing off something or other it's it's about the product or it's about the character it's about whoever is watching on the other side yeah I love that. I love that analogy because it so often in voiceover, it's, I know it may seem like the voice of a brand or the voice of a project can be like the most important thing, but it is oftentimes the last thing that is brought in or last thing that is thought about. It's like, oh shit, we got to, we got to hire somebody to do this. Yeah. And then it's like, oh crap, we got to, we need to figure out food for this party. Yeah. And then it ends up really bringing, it's what brings everybody together and brings the whole piece together and brings life to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So much that. And then, of course, just the idea of like running a whole business and, you know, all, yeah. all of that stuff that I just don't want to do, but, you know, we have to do. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. for sure. I am just started getting to a point now where I'm like, okay, I need to start hiring other people to take on some of this stuff for me. And it's terrifying because there's a control freak side of me that is like, I, this is my baby and I want to make sure that you're doing things the way that I expect them to be done. Yeah. <laughs> but I also need more time back to do what I do best, you know? Exactly. And and delegating that stuff is like a beautiful thing when you get over the fear part. I Yeah, yes. I remember trying to hire an assistant when I was like, okay, I can't, like there's too much business and I'm, I don't want to keep turning people away. And uh, my dad said to me, he was like, look, you are being blessed with a lot of work. Now you can bless someone with a job. <laughs> Ooh, yes, bless someone else. Yeah, and, and that was like the, the click for me. And I was like, okay, so I, yeah, that just framed everything on how I actually, you know, found someone who was with me for like seven years. 
Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And so what avenues did you use to, to find that person? Um, actually, it was, you know what? I think I may have posted like in a group, but I ended up going with someone, um, this girl that I worked, or, you know, I was in culinary school with her. And so we were in some classes together. And it's funny because we didn't get along in culinary school. <laughs> and I just got this feeling like, well, you know what? I wonder I wonder how it'll go. Like, I know she knows what she's doing. And we ended up becoming, like, really close friends. So it was great. That's hilarious. The ultimate revenge for an old rival is to bless them with a job. <laughs> the ultimate. I'm like, I will kill you with kindness. <laughs> going to bury you. With how much money I'm going to make you. <laughs> I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to do this on your own. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool, Rochelle. That is really, really awesome. And so when you when you decided to take the jump into voiceover, what was that voice in your head or that feeling in your stomach that made you feel like, yes, I want to do this? And what were the first steps that you took? Oh, man. Well, when I was starting out and just in true me fashion where I'm – a total anxious mess and I'm a perfectionist and I've got to like amazing I just have to like make everything um I don't know more complicated than it is really is what I'm trying to say sure. <laughs> so I was like okay well first let me find out if I'm any good let me take some classes and I found there was this local studio and I'd signed up and then everything shut down and I was like shoot I like I don't know what to do and luckily they went online because of COVID so, um, which worked out even better for me because with the kids, it was just too hard to actually like go to a physical, you know, location. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, w I was getting really good feedback. I mean, they were, they're definitely old school. They were vets in the industry. Um, but I was just so like, I just felt that feeling, you know, that we get when we're voice acting, like you're just like alive and it was so fun. And I thought, okay, let me just keep pressing into this um and before I did any kind of hey I'm a voice actor I took like probably a year and a half like almost two years of classes just to be like are you lying to me like are you sure that I'm good at this <laughs> that's awesome dang good for you and so and what kinds of classes did you take were those all group classes were they individual coachings was it all one genre or how did you approach that everything everything it was like through that that first class they had probably six classes they started with like just like intro basics they did a commercial class a dialects class a narration class an animation class and then at the end when you had done everything you got to take like this three-week um kind of disney intensive with david wright who's the oh fun i know right and i'm like he he was amazing and then when he gave me good feedback i was like okay i guess i'll uh, like <laughs> i should probably continue to pursue this <laughs> yeah like okay it's not just fun i can actually do it so um so yeah i did that and then like just improv classes and i was still chefing at the time so all day long i would listen to like podcasts and audiobooks and things just to um figure out like just fill any of those holes so if they said I needed improv, I would go take an improv class. If they said I needed whatever, I would do that. And then all the while, like, getting back into singing and taking, um, like, coaching, singing coaching and that kind of thing. So, everything. <laughs> That's awesome. That, dang. you. I mean, you went in and, and you did it. And, and that is kind of, at least when I, sorry, my dogs are barking. One second. Yeah. Forgot to close the studio door once. That's okay. 
All right. Um, when I'm usually so when people approach me and ask like, how do I get started in this? It's exactly that way, which is just throw yourself into classes and training and training first and foremost and in as many different ways as possible mm-hmm. with as many different people because it feels at least for me that you really establish this foundation of kind of all of these bits and pieces of other people's experiences and you kind of take what works for you and save the rest for later. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you figure the rest improv. out, uh, you know, as you go, but you've got to, you've got to have the skills down first. Exactly. You'll never be fully, fully ready until you are f- like actively failing forward with everything. But that's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again. It's, it's the perfectionist in me because it was almost like shocking when I found out that people just like, buy a mic and sign up for a pay to play and just start auditioning. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there, that's one way to do it. And I'm sure I know that there are people out there who have approached it like that and are, are either doing it as a side hustle for fun and making money or fully supporting themselves having done that. Yeah. And it's, exactly. there's no, there is no one, two, three or four ways to, to get where you want to get uh, doing this job, especially now that it's so much is remote. Oh yeah. Like fully, fully remote. Yeah. It's accessible for sure for everyone. And yeah, that's kind of, it, it was more of a shocker just for me, like, oh my gosh, could I have done that? But no, again, I'm anxious mess over here. I got to make sure <laughs> I can't just. <laughs> hey, sometimes anxiety can be a superpower and it can, and can guide you to some wonderful places of where you need to be. Yeah. And other times it just needs to be quiet. And I, I feel like <laughs> mine needs to be quiet more often than not. <laughs> I, yeah, we're in the same place. <laughs> and so are we, are you, uh, in your studio right now okay so i'm in my closet studio yes closet studio is still a studio it is yeah no totally i i actually i won a vocal booth that's upstairs right now that i'm um working on getting a little more treatment in the room that it's in (laughs) okay and wait you won a vocal booth i won a vocal booth i won an la reverse tell us that story yeah um okay so i i posted a video on linkedin that people can like check out i was very emotional at the time um i was actually in the midst of recording an audiobook and i kept hearing these jets flying like over my house where we're close enough to an airport but they're like private jets that are just constantly over the house so anyway i'm like sitting there waiting again and i'm like seriously and then I see, like, I have a missed call and a voicemail from a New York number, and I listen, and it's Joan Baker of Sovas. Oh, chill. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, why is Joan Baker calling me? Did I do something wrong? Like, you know? So I'm, I'm listening to the voicemail, and she's just like, oh, you know, call me back. And I'm like, sure. And I call her, and, and she's like, how are you doing? And, well, you won a booth. <laughs> Like immediately, just like tears, like what? So I had purchased a ticket to Sovas last year, which was online, and okay. everyone that does that is entered into a drawing, and I happen to win. So oh my gosh, amazing, right? Heck yes. So and but you said it's one of the LA vocal booths. Mm-hmm. So is it okay? One of the double walled. Um, it's single. What is it? What are all the specs on it? Just because I love hearing everybody's booths <laughs> yeah. and I, I'd nerd out about that stuff. Well, it's a single wall and I think I need to upgrade to the double wall um, because, which I'll, I'll explain in a minute, but it's beautiful because it's baby blue and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so, oh, and it's wow. got a window, like I have a window in my door. 
Uh, natural light is amazing. I've got, when we finally did this space, I have one of the windows still open and it's just the most amazing thing to like, well, at least while you're editing or you're having to do marketing stuff, you can have a, like real light in here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a huge difference. It does. I know. I get even just like in the closet every once in a while, like if I'm editing, I just open the door because I'm like, I need sunlight. Yeah. Circulation. Yes. Yeah. So all of that, it was, it was amazing. And then it came and I was like, these jets have been just increasing over the last, like, I don't know, month or two, a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Then I realized um, that there are training schools, like flight training schools that are in the area. And this is a designated practice zone. <laughs> oh, cute. Perfect. <laughs> Like, oh, thank you. So you're here to ruin my life. I appreciate it. Uh -huh. Yeah, when we were looking for homes here, I, <laughs> we had to tell the realtor. I did. Jess is like, you got to take this one. And I was like, so um, what are like the flight patterns in this neighborhood? Because <laughs> this is what I do for work. And that could kind of like ruin my life a little bit. Yeah, yeah basically. It's, and it, well, I mean, it, when we bought this house, um, it's brand new. This whole area is brand new. So I think it, it's a practice zone because there was nothing here for the longest time. Um, but we bought it before COVID, but I, you know, I wasn't voice acting then and I wasn't thinking about all of that. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then of course it was like COVID. So when I was practicing and auditioning, then it, it was not a problem. Everything was, you know, quiet. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so now we're just, like, figuring that part out. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll stick with the closet until we get this, like, locked down. And, yeah. you know, you, you deal, right? Make it work. Yeah. 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 You grow as you go and you figure it out and, and you'll get rid of those jets soon enough. When, I mean, mirrors, I think, I, like, might do the trick if I just stand outside and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mirrors to, like, sound. I was like, what does that do? And then I'm on the same page. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I won't go to jail anytime soon. I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with so now that you so in your in your voiceover journey with you took all the classes, you built a home studio, you did the, all the stuff to get ready. How are you utilizing social media and and how are you marketing yourself? Because you're very active on LinkedIn. That's how we initially connected. Yeah. And uh, you've got a, a podcast and a clubhouse hangout that you host as well. How are you navigating all of that? And, and how have you approached social media as a business tool? Yeah, well, I really, um, it was once I got all of that training in and I was ready to like dive in. At first, it was kind of like I was on Facebook and I wasn't that active on social media in general, just personally. And um, I, I found like all the voice actor groups on Facebook and just kind of at first was lurking just to see what's what and would search and, you know, just kind of seeing like what it's like, what the industry is like, what are the people like. Mm -hmm. Everyone in voice acting is pretty kind, I've found, you know, it's. Yeah, I'd say 99.9%. .9%. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of great talent out there. You learn, too, that the competition is fierce, like everybody is talented. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, um, I remember in like at one of the last coaching sessions that I did with, um, a coach, they had like a marketing session with someone and they mentioned like, you've got to be on social media. And if you have to choose one, cause I was like, really, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah. 
And then he, he said that, you know, if you got to pick one, you only have time for one, choose LinkedIn. So I did the same thing. I was like lurking. I kind of had to revamp. It was everything was still chefy that I just hadn't touched mm -hmm. in like a decade. And uh, yeah, and then just kind of dove in and realized like, oh, you know, I, I like doing this. I really, really like writing content. I like relating to people. I like meeting them and talking to them. And that eventually led to the clubhouse, which has just been a super fun thing to do. And um, yeah, I've met like, I mean, legitimately like my closest friends now on LinkedIn. That's so sweet. I know it's funny how it works out, right? You just start with like one comment and then it's a DM and then you guys start. I, I mean, I've, it's back and forth with like, I've got a handful of folks that I never gamed online before. And then I, one of my friends, I started gaming online with and I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? But this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically you're like, who, who even is this person? Like I hated social media not too long ago. <laughs> Now, uh -huh. now it's like this whole serious thing, but you know, it's, it's just come like, I don't know. It's such a cool place. Cause we have this community now and we had like a mental health and VO chat recently and oh, awesome. yeah, that was really, really cool. I mean, we, we had replays off for that when people shared sensitive things, but just the number of people that came up and talked and it was, I don't know, it felt kind of like, Oh, people like trust us with this stuff. And it was, it was cool. That's so sweet. And and do you mind me asking, we don't have to dive into this if you don't want to, but how do you navigate the the mental health side of, of the ups and downs and the roller coaster of of running your own business? And are you still chefing? I I quit my last client earlier this year, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was so, a, a scary dive, but yeah. Yeah, it's freaky to like fully jump off and trust like, okay, cool, I know I'm going to land softly and, and it may just feel crunchy for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But how do you, how have you navigated the mental health side of running a business and being a mom and all of your other responsibilities as, as, as that uh, in yeah. the industry? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm always learning, I feel like, but I, I go back a lot to when I started chefing and just... Hmm. I try to think because I, I was so, I mean, at the time, too, I was a single mom when I first started chefing. And so really, I mean, like when you have kind of in your bones, like you're just naturally like hustling all the time, like it's harder to turn it off than it is to turn it on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand then it, it you can lead to burnout, you know, pretty quick or just where you're like constantly like on edge, like what am I missing? What's next? Because the work is never done. It's never going to be yeah. all done. And uh, my biggest thing has been like, okay, when I recognize that there are a million things to do and I feel it all bubbling up, I like, I have to remember nothing terrible is going to happen if I don't do this right now. Nothing terrible is going to happen if I like cross these things off my list and say, I'm just not going to do them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I, I want to hang out with my kids and I don't want to be doing this all day every day until you know i'm losing sleep and then losing my weekends because at the end of the day what's it for if if i'm like not you know enjoying everything else in my life yeah so finding those things that are important and urgent and getting those done and just trying to trim the fat on on the pressure that you're putting on yourself that's amazing that's something that my wife has really helped me with a lot and is putting in perspective every day helping me with guide that just because I, I 
cannot speak to being a single parent and being a chef at the same time and running a business like you. That is a whole nother level of, of very important and urgent things to do. But just from my, my experience doing this kind of stuff, it's, it, you really do have to prioritize and cut yourself some slack mm -hmm. because there are a lot of really loud voices that can come up in your head and externally saying you need to never stop working. You need to always be hustling. You need to always be doing X, Y, and Z and killing yourself to get where you want to get. And for the first couple of years, I felt that. And I was really trying to do that. And then I was, <laughs> there was one night where my wife said, you know, Tim, you got to decide if you want to be that guy or not. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, of course I do. And she's like, you're answering calls at 930 at night and getting up from the couch after we have gotten ready for bed and you're taking calls and you're jumping in the booth. Like, do you want that to be your life? And I was like, oh, man. No, I really, I actually don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want that balance. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I, I mean, sure, like you can love it all the time, but there can be a point where you can start to resent it and you're like, it's great. But at the mm -hmm. same time, like, I don't know if, if there, you feel that kind of dissonance inside, you're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't how I want my life to be. Yeah. And so do you, when you start to feel that feeling of resentment, because I've, I've absolutely felt that before, too, or that resistance to get like to sit down and do the work I know I need to do. How do you how do you get past that? What are some I, I don't want to call them like tips and tricks, but what are some tools that you use to kind of push past that outside of just what's urgent and important? Yeah, well, um, I, I, I don't feel like I've gotten too much with voiceover. Like I don't resent it yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a great thing. <laughs> Yeah, because I uh, that's that's kind of what I uh, you know with chefing. It wasn't even really like a resentment. That was a whole nother thing. Actually, totally ties into the Minnesota experiment. By the way, it was just a weird coincidence. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I really actually like earlier this year when like I am part of this community business group um, that meets on a monthly basis and. In December, they were like, write down your goal for next year. And everybody's like, meet this much yearly, this blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, have fun. Like, love what you do by mm. next December. <laughs> so yes. that was my number one thing. And I, I was like, I just don't, I don't want to be overwhelmed with like, oh, my God, I'm not going to reach this goal because that's always the way I've lived my life. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Just focusing on having fun. That's a beautiful place to be. And I think everybody could use a little bit more of that, whether you're doing voiceover or you're in sales or, or whatever you're doing. If it's possible to have more fun, have it. Yeah, totally. So one of the things that you wrote in <laughs> what you wanted to talk about today that I love, where did it go? You said something about um, how to direct market ourselves without writing, me make pretty voice, <laughs> hire me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what I love about that is that it's a it's a distilled message, right? And so when you're marketing to somebody, you need to be very short and succinct and I and I I kind of coach people to say like you have three things that you need to say, why I'm in your inbox, what problem I can solve for or what value I'm going to provide to you and what I need you to do next. And so what I'd love to hear <laughs> is <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> I love. I saw that last night when I was writing down some notes, and I was like, "This, I really like this. I'm gonna. I might have to steal this." <laughs> but so, what is what has been your approach to uh, those off? Like for me, at least, like I hate writing direct marketing emails 
I've done some really cringy direct messages in in the past. I've stopped in the past couple of years because I'm just like I need to f- find a different way to do this. But how do you how do you approach direct marketing and emails and 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 cold calls and stuff like that? Oh man, yeah. Oh, other than I, I talk pretty job, please. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's really like I am a big fan of. Uh, comedy obviously i i find that if you can make people laugh and really just you know connecting with people on a personal level is always my number one it's like mm-hmm. you know when you talk to them and you're personable and I, people hate cold calls or they they just you know they get really nervous about that kind of thing but um i don't know i love it like i love talking to someone on the other line and it's so rare actually that i've ever called someone and they're like irritated that i've called i think it happened once and she wasn't even like mad she was just like busy and in the middle of something and she was like okay just send me an email but every other person has been incredibly kind um wow that's awesome yeah and so yeah you know you can't cold call like a thousand people at the same time where you can like mass send these emails Mm-hmm. But if you're going to email them and you're like, thanks so much for taking my call and giving me a couple minutes of your day. I really appreciate that. It just sets the tone for the rest of the email. So I found that to be kind of helpful. Um, and when it comes to being online and just your social media presence, I I actually rarely, I feel like, post about voice acting like specifically like what I'm doing. A lot of times it's mm-hmm. just about other things that... I find, you know, moving or I find interesting or funny or whatever and go from there because it's so much more about, I mean, everything in voice acting, like the job itself where you're trying to just be a human, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Um, Nothing slick, not too announcery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all about being relatable. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I approach everything is it's just be yourself. You don't have to like put anything on. That's what our whole clubhouse mm-hmm. is about too. Like we're one of you. It's not, you don't have to impress us. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you dive more into your clubhouse chat too and the hangout that you guys have and, and where people can find it and when? Yeah. So every Friday it's 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern, and uh, it's called the Working Voice Actor. And it's myself, George Novick, and Megan Selkie. And um, every week we have a different voiceover topic. Um, and then the last Friday of every month we have a game day where we play just like a ridiculously fun voice actor game. <laughs> and people join, like, if you've ever been on Clubhouse, they're not even, you know, it's global. So people play. Yeah, I mean, you can just kind of fall into a room and not know what's happening. Exactly. And that's happened. And we just have random people come in and play, but it makes it so much more fun. <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> what are some examples of some of these games? <laughs> like uh, we've had bring any household item. Well, we, we usually have like a Google Drive with a bunch of pictures in it in case people don't have access to something. But we're like, grab the closest thing to you and read it like a romance novel. Like it can be your Prozac bottle. It can be like <laughs> anything in the world and just read it like a romance novel. And we just are in tears from laughter by the end. I bet. It's so funny. So, um, yeah, things like that or like just bad direction or uh, reading one-star Amazon movie reviews. 
Oh, beautiful. That one's good. That one's really good. And and you're like And that's such a great idea for people too who are like I don't I I don't have ideas for content. It's like great. Well then there's free shit you can read <laughs> online. Find something that you think is funny and and record yourself and then boom, you got it. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And we don't the the game days, I mean I I don't know if this is going to change. I don't know. You know what? Don't don't quote me on that. But right now it's not recorded because we were like, we don't want you to feel like someone's going to come listen to this and be like, that was a terrible read, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was always and we started off, too, with like this um, evil alter ego game. I think that's what kicked it off. Actually, we had people read their LinkedIn bio as their evil alter ego. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> Just I want to see some like C-suite folks read their bios like that. Right? That's a good idea. Oh my gosh, that could be a whole podcast by itself. A whole nother series. All right, it's done. Second cup next year, 2023. C-suites read their LinkedIn bios yeah. three different ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just say what you really mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's, I've never seen this, somebody else wrote this for me. This is my first time on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, you know. But I just told them that I'm awesome and I wanted them to convey that. So I guess that's what my bio says. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Me me talk pretty. Me talk pretty. Money, please. Yes, thank you, money, please. <laughs> well, Rochelle, before I uh, wrap things up officially, I have a couple of quick fire questions for you, okay. if you don't mind. Yes. All right. Uh, just two to three word answers, whatever comes to front of mind first. Uh, what is a nickname you had as a child? Ro. Just Ro. Who inspires you right now? Oh, my babies. Babies. Mm -hmm. uh, what is a piece of content that you can't get enough of right now? It can be a podcast, TV show, book. Oh, my gosh. Well, my favorite podcast other than this one is <laughs> No Stupid Questions with Angela Duckworth and uh, Stephen Dubner. Freakonomics awesome. Radio. I have. Oh, sweet. Very nice. Okay. I have to check that out. I have not listened to that yet. Oh, it's the best. And uh, the question that started the fight uh, you can only have pizza one last time. Where from and what's on it? Oh, okay. Well, there's a place by us actually called Effing Good Pizza. And mm. I would just do cheese and Sounds pepperoni. Sounds promising. <laughs> it is Effing Good. Classic pep. <laughs> good accurate branding then yeah. well Rochelle thank you so much for coming on I'm going to post uh, links to your uh, clubhouse and to all your social media and everything for where people can connect with you in the description of this episode so if you're listening and you want to connect with Rochelle it is all below make it nice and easy uh, thank you again for coming on Second Cup and I know this is just the first of many times that we'll have uh, the opportunity to hang out yeah Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And I love the podcast. If you guys are not subscribed, you need to subscribe. Thank you so much. Thank you. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> subscribe or else Rochelle will come and find you. I will. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Second Cup with my friend Rochelle Simpson. You can follow her mostly on LinkedIn at Rochelle Simpson, or you can follow her on Instagram at Rochelle Simpson VO. Also, please check out her website, RochelleSimpsonVO.com. 
As always, this episode would not happen without our incredible Second Cup team. From Arai Productions, we have Albert Bercy and Sarang Sharma, and my amazing producer, Julius Shepard Morgan. Thank you all so much for making this happen every week, and I could not do this without you. If you've been listening to this podcast in audio only on platforms and thought to yourself, wow, it would be amazing to have this on video. Well, today is your lucky day. We have all of the video versions of these interviews on YouTube and on Spotify. So please like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you are consuming Second Cup. Tune in next time for another incredible conversation with a really cool person. Toodaloo!